0: Young people from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. I'm doing my part.
1: I'm doing my part. I'm doing my part.
0: I'm doing my part, too.
1: (laughs) They're doing their part. Are you? Join the mobile infantry and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. The only good bug is a dead bug. Oh, God! We're going to die! Don't you
0: understand? We're all going to die! You're some kind of big fat smart bugger.
1: What it is everybody, welcome to episode 81 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me as always is my favourite sack of shit.
0: Gonna make G'day everybody, hope you're doing well. I sure as hell am, so is Fish. We're very happy today. I am, I am doing very well. Do you wanna know why we're happy, guys? Well for me, it's because I don't have to review a fucking superhero film this week, which means I have some bit of dignity and integrity left in my body. (laughs) And I get to review Starship Troopers.
1: Yes, it is a bit of a breath of fresh air. We've just spent the last, like, nearly 10 weeks, I think, talking about Batman films and Superman films. And although it's been fun, it is time to just try something a little bit different until we start talking about more superhero films a little bit later in the month when we start talking about Civil War.
0: Yeah, later on though, But for now, that's a distant memory. Let's, just, distant let's just
1: step aside here. I do want to thank everybody for um, the, the guys out there, guys and gals out there who listened to our Batman v Superman uh, review, which I think is one of my favorite reviews that we've done. Um, I think it's definitely one of our most comprehensive. We got in there mm. nice and deep like and tried not to leave any stone unturned and we're getting some... Some good uh, responses from it. So, a lot of plays. It's one of our most successful um, episodes. So, thank you. Thank you for getting on board with us, guys.
0: Yeah, I fucking love it. Thanks heaps. Um, A lot of you fuckers are sitting in the fucking comment section, though, barely listening to shit and then criticizing our opinion as if we're not going to look at it or retaliate a lot of the time. We fucking look at all of it. And (laughs) if... No, it's funny. Just because, like, we we've gone from like no one commenting on our shit, maybe like Reese and Jesse, who are big fans of ours that we're we're very appreciative of, to all these people commenting. And I think one of the the, the one of my favorite things is that a lot of the people commenting are only commenting because they don't like what we're saying, and that's fucking awesome because it creates uh, conversation with our audience. But at the same time, go fuck yourself. And it's a hard balance between me wanting to tell you to go fuck yourself and then the other half is me like, oh no, thank you for listening. But I mean like, just go fuck yourself, but continue to listen maybe is where <laughs> I'm getting at.
1: Well, this is what I've always wanted when we started the the podcast, I wanted people to get involved with the conversation like obviously we have an opinion and we're going to put our opinion across that doesn't mean it is your opinion and we want to hear your opinion i like to start conversations that's what we do we talk about movies and it's great that this is all sparking conversation so we're getting to where we want to be and i'm not going to say go fuck yourselves because i want you to keep commenting and keep calling us out and we'll keep you know, coming back at you if, if that's how it's going to go down. And I love it. So, please, continue that. And I hope we get a little bit more of that yes, this year because we've got a lot of big movies coming up.
0: Yeah, keep listening. We hit 800 likes. We're almost at 1,000. That'll be an awesome feat, I think.
1: Yeah, we'll have to do something special for that. We'll have to think about something cool for that on our Um
0: on our Connor gets a paid-for flight to Melbourne from a fan and gets to go to Melbourne and see David and uh, <laughs> pay for Connor's flight. Hashtag make Connor great again.
1: Uh, there you go that's what i do but anyway I wanna let's, let's talk a little bit about Starship Troopers this one came about it's kind of out of left field there is no Starship Troopers movie coming out we're not doing a retrospective we're just sticking with this one for now at least yep. one of our, our big fans uh, Reese, who we just brought up before Reese Cobbledick he sent us a picture of this poster with some question marks and we said I think so <laughs> Yep. I think I would like to talk about that.
0: Pretty much that was it. It was basically just, we oh, do this film.
1: So, we, yeah, we posted it up and you know put it on the Facebook and a, and a few other people said that they want to listen to it as well and we want to give you guys what you want to hear. So, here we are talking about Starship Troopers.
0: Fuck yeah, so hyped. Well, let me get you a fucking rundown of this shit. Please. Basically, a bunch of fucking bugs, a bug planet, asteroid, hits Earth and the bugs are going to invade Earth. And so the Starship Troopers are sent out on a mission to stop the bugs from coming to Earth and just fucking shit up. That's basically it, I guess. And it follows three... It's just a bunch of bugs attack Earth. A bunch of bugs are going to attack Earth and some Marines are sent out to stop it. And there's, like, three separate protagonists. Basically. It was one, but you've got Neil Patrick Harris, who's, like, a scientist, and I forget the main guy's name, and then there's the, the girl. And those are, like, your three... Who's Reco- a pilot? How can you and forget they,
1: Johnny Rico? It's one of the most iconic names of all time. Johnny
0: Johnny Rico. Johnny
1: Rico. One. Casper uh, Van Diem, or whatever his name is.
0: Yeah, and all three of them set, like, they're, they're friends at the start. They're in college or high school. High school. And, like, service in this world is, like, really important. And then they, they separate and basically meet up at the very end of the film. And the film ends with them capturing a um,
1: brain bug. Like,
0: a brain bug. And it basically helps them win the war. But you never see it; kind of leaves, and then there's Starship Troopers two and three, which I haven't actually seen,
1: and a fourth. I seen there is was it... a fourth one out as well. Jeez, I haven't seen any of the sequels, but I'm pretty I can't... sure.
0: I'm pretty sure the main guys in all of them.
1: I think he might have come back for three or four. I don't know if he was in the second one, but I um I actually kind of want to go and watch them now. They were straight to DVD sequels though, so I don't think you would expect. Well, at I mean, the like it's,
0: it's Starship Troopers. The film, like for anyone who's interested, is a um. Basically, a big satire. It it takes the piss out of pro-war. It's like a big satire on like uh, propaganda culture and all that stuff.
1: Well, it's directed by the fucking king of satire, Paul Verhoeven, who directed RoboCop and you know Total Recall. And this is like his thing. He loves the satire, and it's it's uh, this movie it's is basically just one big propaganda <laughs> yeah. piece. What's
0: well, a bit a piss take of propaganda, which is even better. The tropes in this film are fucking brilliant. The tattoo bit, where they all flex yeah. at the same time. They're like, yeah, and they all flex is fucking great. And like that he gets whipped, he gets capital punishment. Yeah, Not capital yeah. punishment, he gets whipped. I I anyway, look, I don't know how you want to structure this this podcast, because I mean Well, I we think I think
1: we should definitely talk about the satire and the and the film's yeah. themes to stuff, because that's the strongest thing that stands out yeah, immediately. For sure like to me I was just talking about the straight to DVD sequels which are you know, obviously going to be B grade goodness but yeah. this movie comes across as a cheesy B grade it almost feels like a yeah. TV movie
0: but so does RoboCop this is what he does well is this B grade shit
1: yeah well i to be honest i didn't i didn't realize cuz like this was a big movie i watched a lot as a kid like a lot yeah. and i always just remember it being super cheesy and and super fun i didn't think it had a uh a theatrical release apparently it did but i you know obviously i was only like 11 when it came out so i wasn't going to the movies as much as i do now but i i just always assumed that it was just super low budget kind of these nobody actors that well at least i didn't know as an 11 year old but I, i've just read up that it had a 105 million dollar budget so it did have some money and when you're watching it now you could see like all the visual oh, effects it, it, and, and, it and it's, like, it's, 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 it's fucking huge, man. Like it's a big like, movie.
0: The VFX in this film are fucking awesome. Well, it
1: actually got um, nominated for an Oscar. Did it? <laughs> Could you believe that? That's What, what Oscar? For best visual effects Oscar. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> what? And it, it had, um, Phil Tippett was a part of it who is like a big VFX guy. Like he did a lot of creature sort yeah, of stuff. The he...
0: dinosaur, the dinosaur wrangler. Yeah. He's in, uh, uh the dinosaur yeah, supervisor.
1: Job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one job, job Phil. <laughs> one job, yeah. But he's the big dog. He actually directed the second one of this as well. Oh wow. So what? <laughs> like it's what the fuck? watching because I haven't seen I probably haven't seen this movie in probably fifteen years and um yeah. and it's it's completely different like coming to it now with a I guess a more mature movie going mind. But it has that cheesy feel about it, but it's all supposed to be like that. It's being pushed to be that way. Yeah. It's all a satire on war propaganda. It's so positive against defense forces. Like everybody's beautiful. They're big shiny guns. Like, like but all they're used are for shooting bugs.
0: <laughs> and obviously, obviously, like that's part of it. Is that it, it? It basically the whole film glorifies soldiers and like war and its necessity for the sake of taking the absolute fucking piss out of it. Like. But did you
1: feel like it took that much piss out of it? This is one thing that I... Like, Verhoeven, I understand his satire, but this one... Like, Robocop, I got. But this one, I wasn't really sure what he was trying to say. Like, obviously, he's pushing shit at war propaganda. I get that. But I wasn't really like... I don't know. I just didn't feel it as much as I I do. I
0: mean, like, I think it's just a matter... I do. I get it. I I think... It's, but you're also
1: def- a bit more tapped into the wartime thing. Like, war and things have never been a favourite subject of mine, so I don't really care yeah. about that shit. I really, have more care about them blowing up bugs and all that sort of stuff, which is what I remember this movie.
0: I, it's, it's like a piss take on fascism, basically. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's so like, you know, it, like the Americans in it, it's kind of like a bit Nazi-ish sometimes. Oh, man, uh, what about
1: Neil Patrick Harris dressed as a fucking Nazi? Like, there's a lot of Nazi yeah. imagery in this movie.
0: I think it all just comes down to, and obviously like, it's it's saying like, look how like, it's like, oh, like war propaganda is pretty fucked. Like, I don't think you're as, you're as special as what you think it, you are. Mm. Just like, uh, like him getting whipped, his punishment was to get like, like brutally whipped yeah. in front of everyone. The, the sergeant shooting his own men mm. when they're in trouble. Um, and I mean, there's just things like that. The fact that these guys are literally like fodder, like cannon fodder the whole way. Like the 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 Starship Troopers are literally fucking fodder. Like yeah. they are they're all dressed exactly the same. I think to represent that they're not really a person. The way that it just like his friends die the whole way through, and it's just like when one's down, another one takes this place. Like there's never really a moment where it matters, um, except when the ginger dies, the hottest girl of my childhood dies. Dizzy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like that sort of thing, I think is one of, the like, all that stuff just to be like, look, it's pretty fucked, you know? Like, at the very end of the film, he is literally a totally different person. Like, he's totally war-torn, doesn't give a shit anymore. Like, he's really resentful. And Neil Patrick Harris is just like, you're going back out there to fight. And he's like, alright, fucking whatever. Like, he's just like, fucked. It's pretty fucked. And then it literally ends with propaganda. Like, it ends with an ad to join the Starship Troopers. The whole thing is just a satire on on pro-war whereas the novel it actually takes it seriously like the whole book is about how war and propaganda are good things which is really cool that he's taken the source material and basically just fucking blown it out of the water
1: well did you i, I did read that it's based off the novel but it's actually got nothing really to do with the novel it just they they already had a script called the bug hunter at outpost nine and it just had a lot of similarities to it so they you know they got the rights to the name, so they would have some sort of marketing thing. I think, yeah. but Verhoeven, he read the book and he found it fucking boring. He didn't even finish it, so it's yeah. it's not based on the book at all. Which is, and obviously he's yeah he's he already had his own vision. He had all that sort of thing. But do you do you think that I didn't really think that um, Rico was all that disgruntled at the end of the film. I thought he was fairly fucking similar, to be honest.
0: No, I mean like he just kind of like. When Dizzy dies, he's just kind of like, and he's on the, he's on the fucking, the transport back and there is the boyfriends there that he punched at the start, who is a fucking cunt. Xander. Um, And, and he's just like, he's just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like he's like that. Like they're just like flying back. And I think one of them complains and he's like, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a shit. Like I don't fucking care anymore. And he gets on the ship and Neil Patrick Harris is like, you've got to go back out there. And I think the girl complains, but he's like, yep, whatever. Like, I know that's what I have to do. Like, he's just very like... Well,
1: the way, the way I see that he changed was that he came into the, you know, the service for the girl. He came in for Carmen and then, you know, she burned yeah. him. And then at the end of the movie, he's he's more about his duty and he's gone career basically.
0: That's but, that's what I mean though, like it's
1: right. Okay, but like, he still kind of likes the girl at the end, like he's,
0: yeah. He still he still kind of does, but I mean like he's very just like war has like it, it's all about war yeah, now. Yeah, it's
1: about his duty. Um, call of duty.
0: And I mean like they even call it your, their career. Like yeah. at the start of the film, like yeah. you have to pick your career or something. And it's all about choosing your a career at the very start. You know when they graduate in high school. Like well, they were saying.
1: Well, the, no, they they more talk about it being that you can do your four years service, like very much like your normal military. Draft. I, I yeah. feel, and you can go and do your, your your term, and then you're you're more than welcome to get out, and you get all these benefits and all that. Like you know, there's that that redhead chick who's like there just to be a mum. Obviously, in this world, they get the right to be have babies i guess like yeah. which is kind of uh, an interesting thing
0: that's what i that's what i mean like that's again more of that pro war the 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 satire of war where it's like you get to if you get You get basic human rights if you fight for us. If you fight
1: for us, yeah, Yeah. that's yeah, true. So
0: I mean, it was obviously. But then the
1: thing they talk about is going career. Like they make a career out of it, and that's I think that's the whole thing is they get them into the into the service to give them all these rights, and then then that's really all the life that they know because they get so conditioned over those those you know first few years the term, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, like there's also the scene where fucking uh, Eugene Krabs, who is one of the the drill sergeant in this. He fucking throws a knife into a guy's hand. Hand, yeah. One of his men, and then breaks the hand of another guy yep. doing it. Like, there's stuff like that again, where it's like, you know, this is war. Like, it's just very obviously, it's, we know it's a piss take, but these are just some examples, I think. And they're all awesome. Like, they're all great. I never was like, ugh. Like, that was fucking great when the guy gets a knife through his hand. Like, I was laughing. I was like, that's fucking hilarious. If you disable
1: the enemy's hand, he cannot push the button.
0: Yeah, like, that's that's something that's fucking awesome. I love that. Uh, Because it's still ridiculous. Like the whole concept of why he's throwing a knife into the guy's hand is still like, what? Like in this world, (laughs) why would
1: you injure one of your, your guys? Yeah.
0: In this world, it's just this, uh, it's like, all right, fuck. Well, that's Um, it. I I
1: accept it in this world because, and, and I look, I'm not really looking at it as a satire. I'm looking at it as this is the world that is set up in this, in this story. And that's what I mean. Like, I'm just not as, as tuned into that sort of shit. And I just see it as these guys are, this is, this is it this is all they have. Like all the guys that are there, they're obviously like, I, I guess like a lot of military in, in, in the real world, um, which I guess is why it's a satire. It's still po- pointing fingers at that. It's like, you know, people who don't have a lot of stuff or don't have much going on in their life come to the military for purpose and, and do things like that. So, and you can see that all these guys that he's with uh, there for, you know, s- certain reasons or another, but especially like the guy gets stabbed in the hand and then he's just like, whatever, cool. I'm still a part of this team. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not a big deal, but I just found it. That that's just kind of the style of this movie and the way it's very pro the uh, the Call of Duty. It's very much all yeah. that sort of stuff, which, which is
0: yeah. fucking great. Like, I mean, it still manages to be. If you look at it from a thematic point of view, you can you can fully grasp it if you pay attention to it. And then at the same time, the world is so well built that it's just fun to watch anyway. Like, yeah. even yeah. if you wanted a totally different interpretation, it's just this fucking kick ass romp the whole way through. It is. It. It's, it's a
1: fucking it's it's a great action flick as well, which is yeah. what makes this a a good film. Especially, you know, when I was a kid. And like like I said, watching it this time I'm seeing the satire and I'm and I'm I'm I guess I'm sort of getting it, but that still doesn't mean shit to me. What this movie is is how I saw it as an 11-year-old. It's gore, action, and titties. Everything a pre-adolescent boy wants.
0: (laughs) It's just, and I mean, it's one of the only films that I can watch and have it actually feel like a journey. This film is like, it's so episodic. There's all the different, it could be a miniseries, like there's all the stuff where he's on Earth in high school, and then there's all the stuff where he's in training, and then there's all the stuff when he first joins the military, and then there's all the stuff where his fucking life just gets shit on, and then there's the end. And they're all these like different like sections. And when you when I watch it, I don't know about you, but I literally watch this and I'm like this is fucking awesome. Just the way it builds and the, the way the story takes these big steps. And I'm just like I feel like I'm just on this fucking journey. Like by the end of it, I, I look at the characters and I'm like, fuck, they've seen some shit. Like, oh my God. That was Yeah,
1: only- I do, but I don't at the same time. Like it really all it is is just that guy going through the ranks in the military. It's him coming from yeah. the start to the, you know, the bottom to the top, which is just cool. That is a journey, but I don't, I don't know if it's as strong as you're saying. It's just really just a guy getting, he's killing a couple of bugs and he didn't die.
0: I, I really <laughs> like that though. I don't know. It just was a simple, it was like a simple concept of a guy just traveling through like the okay, ranks. No,
1: I, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. It's, I think the simplicity of it is, is, what really works for it like it it, when you're saying episodic it very much is and to me it felt a lot like a video game like you know you get through the training levels then you get into like the first battle and you you know it's you're kind of overwhelmed and then you get the next and you keep going up keep going up and you keep you know getting ranks and it felt a lot like that and i i yeah i see that
0: it was um i yeah like that was something i just thought was really cool like I don't know, it just felt simple at the same time. It it just it was pretty it was a pretty good story. The like uh, Johnny Rico, he um his like love life and the way that happens is awesome. I just fucking root for him the whole time. Like when he meets back up with his ex, pretty sure it's his ex girlfriend at this point, and she has the new boyfriend, the, the pilot, it's before they go into their first battle. Yeah. Are they still dating at that time? No. Yeah. When he when and he punches the guy? I was like, fucking knock him out, man! Yeah. Like, beat the shit out of this fucking guy. Yeah. Cause that guy was an asshole. And the fact that, like, I think it's a male thing, like how he's flirting with her while she's still with Johnny.
1: Yeah, like, while he's playing the game. I, I
0: was like, I was like, yeah. fucking kill that fucking asshole! Like, I was like so worked up, unreasonably worked up over yeah. that. Yeah. I think that's a male sphere.
1: Oh, I think it definitely is because, like, I don't really think the romance is that strong in this film, but it's just that simplistic. Alpha male business that we, There's another guy hitting on my girl I need to fucking stop that That we all tap into Like at least us lads I think the uh, the romance is kind of forced actually Like I think with her Like she's just a fuckhead um, She is a
0: fuckhead uh,
1: She pisses me off But the thing is um, And, and it doesn't help Because Denise Richards Who plays Carmen is, is a bit shit in the role Like she's not a good actress at all Uh, I have seen her do better roles, but in this one, she's just not really working.
0: I thought she was okay. I thought she was all right. I didn't really really have. Really? She's fucking cardboard
1: as fuck, man.
0: I just don't fucking like her. Like, I don't like her character because she's a fucking bitch. Well, that's the funny thing
1: is is she's such a bitch, but I don't think that she was supposed to be portrayed that Uh, way. Oh,
0: really? Oh, okay. Well, look, in my... I watched... I didn't really... I really just didn't fucking like her as a character because she ditches him for the fucking pilot dude, and I was like, you're a
1: cunt. That's what pisses me off that they're kind of like pretty much back together at the end of the film shits me
0: yeah they are close again aren't they
1: After oh, it's everything. like oh we're all back together like, the whole gang's back to mbh hasn't been around for the whole fucking movie but oh here yeah, we are been,
0: he fucks off that was weird too that was one of the only things i didn't because they make a, uh, a point of it at the start where they're like all right we'll meet up again we'll always be friends. friends yeah which is cool that at the end they meet up i'm like that's sick but i also wanted like to see more of the new relationships that Johnny's building because that's what I've been watching throughout the whole film. That's all
1: that I care about. I don't give a shit about yeah. MPH anymore, I, and except for the fact that it's MPH and I just like him. But then I don't give a shit about Carmen because they've made her out to be such a piece of shit that, like, why would he come yeah. back to her when he should have been with Dizzy the whole time and then he finally gets with Dizzy and then Dizzy dies?
0: Yeah, I hate I was so cut by that. Like, yeah. so... Fucking cut. Because she's was.
1: so cool, man. Like, she's, like, perfect for him. She's, like... You know, obviously, they really push this. And this is another thing that I think is really forced, is that it's so obvious that she's all, like, you know, jealous and, and pushing and trying to get in with him and he's just being oblivious. And blah, blah. It's just... I don't know. It's just a little bit forced I, in that I, I
0: liked it, though, just because I liked Dizzy. I liked Dizzy. I really like
1: Dizzy. I just don't like the way it's so forced.
0: I think, I think it was more like he he knew the whole time he just didn't care I think is what it was and there's that finally that well, moment well he's blinded
1: where, by a fucking bitch face
0: yeah and the, I mean like I think it's just that point where he finally develops as a character where he's like alright like, I'm into you now and they finally get together when it's like fuck it yeah. like finally you're stopping a yeah. your and then she dies which is just like oh fuck off I'm so upset I'm still cut up by it yeah Oh man, it's been years and since she's I first saw She's so seen. attractive.
1: That she's chick. So good oh looking. man, so oh good. Denise Richards is supposed to be the you know the the glamour prettier one that yeah. you know is blinding him, and I get that because even as a as a kid, I remember thinking, you know, far out, she's she's like the model, yeah. and then you've got the best friend, which is Dizzy, which is you know a staple of most fucking. Uh, romantic comedies. So they're basically just doing that here.
0: But like, Dizzy's meant to be made out at the start to be like an asshole. Like at the start, she's trying to get with, um, it's like a mirror. Cause she's trying to get with him. And he basically just like tosses her aside. He's like, nah, I'm not going to be like, I'm not interested in you, which I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You're a bro. Like stay with your girl. And then he's, she's like gets flirted with and she fucking reciprocates it the whole way at the start. Like, what a fucking asshole! Fuck you, Carmen. God damn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the thing is, with her, they, they actually cut out scenes where she's more torn between Xander and Rico, which I think they probably should have kept in because that would have. It's on the on the Blu-ray. I watched it before, and there's like a bit where she's still a little bit worried about Rico oh, okay. when that when she finds out that he's actually alive again. Xander's getting all jealous, and fucking he says to her this doesn't change anything, right? And she's kinda of like, oh, oh, I don't know now. He's he's alive. I'm really happy that he's alive, but I don't know how this make and to me, that would have given it a little bit more, but like I feel like she doesn't get enough of anything for me to actually know what she's supposed to be. I, I feel like I feel the hurt that Rico gets because obviously nobody wants to get broken up with over some bullshit and you know, especially when she's now pairing up with your arch nemesis. But this is my biggest problem with this movie is these characters are all that we get like the base level of all of them, but I feel like it doesn't quite get in there enough to make me really fucking delve into them.
0: Yeah. Especially the
1: girls. I think the girls get thrown to the wayside, but even Rico, I think is just, just a pretty one dimensional character in the end. Um, He basically gets manipulated by everyone else. Which I think is what the point of this I movie is. I think that's is. the point of it, yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I get it in that terms. But I, I agree, like... I just, like in- just kind of get a bit annoyed for him because I'm kind of like, I want, I want him to have something more. Because <laughs> I really like him.
0: <laughs> I agree. I definitely think it's meant to happen. But I think it's good because I like Rico the whole way through it. And I think what the film does really well is actually kind of put you in a position where you... Kind of understand every time. Like, you, it just, you've you seen this film a lot, Fish. Mm-hmm. A lot more than I have. But I mean, like, he's there and he's in the military and he still has some, like, some self worth to him. So he's like, fuck this, I'm leaving. I can't believe I did it. He's out. Yeah, he's done yeah. when he accidentally gets someone killed. Then, like, um, basically, 9 yeah, so yeah, 11 happens blown. in this film and everything gets blown up. And it's like, fuck, I'm in the military again. As if he is the saving grace to all of it. You know? Like, there's that. That like, like in your, if you were in his position of you, you go, well, fuck yeah, I did the same thing, you know, where's he going to go? He's got no home. And then it kind of keeps doing that the whole way through the film where he doesn't really have a choice. He's just kind of put into these situations and not in like a way that I felt was bad. Like a lot of the time I hate it when the plot, it just gives them a problem. Like, oh, you're here. So here's an issue. Like it should be an issue created. Like he The the protagonist should definitely be Dealing with issues He's created himself Or fighting You know what I mean I think it does it in a way It's pretty intelligent Because you've got these Fucking bug things That are just chasing after you So I, I think I think it does it in a way That I can I sat there and was pretty satisfied With what he's doing There's always that bit That I love Where They first see the bugs Like how many they are Yeah And um the commander just chokes and he's like, he doesn't know what to say. And fucking Johnny's just like, light him up. And just like, they just start fucking blasting him. That Mm. bit stays in my head. Him screaming, light him up. I'm like, fuck, that's cool.
1: Well, what about how this movie starts? We, it opens up with like a news broadcast thing and you see Rico almost die. Like he gets fucking stabbed through the leg by that dead bug. And it's like, he's dead. And then that's supposed to be a big deal. And then it kind of isn't. Yeah, that i I really felt like that should have been something a bit more. I felt like that needed some weight to it because it's, it's kind of like the only purpose is to show to Denise Richards that you know he came up KIA on the on the board, but then we cut to him and he's in that cool little you know fucking water thing and he's getting all mended up and which is sweet. But then it's just kind of like whatever. He didn't die. Like I, I really wanted that to be, the hero is. We, we, nearly, we nearly lose him.
0: Yeah, I, look, I think, I think what it was was just uh, the opportunity to shoot something nonlinear to add a bit of suspense at the beginning of the film. Um, I don't really have a problem with it, though. It feels like, like
1: it cheats me out, though. Like, it's a cheat-out.
0: I, I, I a totally get you, because it is. Like, he's fine. They find him. Um, but I think, It means
1: nothing in the end.
0: Well, it, it, it's bloody. The, the bitch to Carmen is basically like, oh, fuck, he's dead. Isn't that the point where they think he's dead?
1: Yeah, it is. Well, that's what I said. That's the whole point is that he's supposed to... She thinks that he's dead, but then they don't do anything with her either. Like, I would have liked her. Like, if you're going to go bitch with this character, which I think they're trying to do... Well, no, actually, no. I think that after watching the deleted scenes, I think that they didn't really want to make her out to be such a bitch. Yeah. Uh, But then they've cut that out and tried to sort of edit it in a way that makes her that way. I think they either need to go one way or the other because she's very on the fence, and I feel like if she's going to be a bitch make her a bitch and make her go and hook up with Xander now. Yeah. Um, rather, It really, just...
0: really didn't um, rub me the wrong way, though. I, kinda, I really liked the opening.
1: Which is it's... really strange because you're the one who usually gets all up in your panties over this thing. Yeah. Maybe it's just because we're not talking about superheroes. You're just in a good mood.
0: No, I just, I don't know. I think this movie, this movie by the way, for anyone listening, puts me in a fucking great mood every time I watch it. It's one of those films, And Fish, You'll Have Yours, if you could even think of it, it's just that film that I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, I can watch mm. this. Like nothing about it really irks me. I don't really have big qualms with it. Like that that opening scene, I totally get what you mean. Like I can sit here and be like, yeah, it is a bit of a cop out that it doesn't really lead to anything. But at the same time, I'm like, it's pretty fucking cool. Like you get to see what's gonna happen later. What happens to him? And then you get to it and it's nothing. But, I don't know, that didn't really, uh, that wasn't really something I was really affected by.
1: Like, I have to reiterate, like, nothing, none of this really pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. But I've got my Fish and Connor goggles on, so goggles I'm, on, yeah. I'm fucking picking at shit. And at the end of the day, all that matters is that I get to see a lot Of people getting cut in half, body limbs going everywhere, bugs that look fucking sick, all these different types of weaponry that are coming out, like nukes that they can just shoot from a fucking rocket launcher, the bugs that come out and shoot those big blue things up in the air, the brain bugs, the fuck, oh, it's just, man, the brain bugs sucking Xander's brain out, haw. That's some fucked up shit.
0: Fucking great.
1: This, um, that's the shit that sticks with me. And that's the shit that I love about this movie. And it does it so well. Like it, it just makes me want to go out and shoot some fucking bugs.
0: <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Like there's always that shot where they're defending. There's just that awesome scene where they're defending the outpost. They found out it's a trap. And they, they just look out and there's all like just ridiculous oh, so amounts of bugs of them, yeah. and you just sit there. And after everything that's happened with this film, you're like, they're not going to make it. Like, that's all I think every time I watch it, I still get anxious. I'm like, there's no fucking way they can how make it. How do you
1: it. get out of this? But and like, and the, you see how, how much it takes to just bring one down. Yeah. Like, and you're just like, nah, you can't do it.
0: And they do it, though. Like, it's believable the way they escape. Like, they sit there and they're defending, 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 and they just pull back. And actually, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm like, man, I should try that in some fucking games I'm struggling with because that's (laughs) impressive how they do that. Like, it's really cool. Like, it's awesome. And the VFX and just, oh, people getting fucking blown to pieces. It does action so well this film Mm. especially with a and it makes these bugs really intimidating which is something that is really hard to come by especially now with vfx monsters like it's really hard to make a vfx anything seem dangerous
1: yeah you're right i think it's just that they they made them so intricate like because i'm fairly sure it was phil tippett who designed them all yeah, and they they look like they could really exist. Like these are things that if we went out onto you know into another galaxy, we yeah. would find a fucking world full of these fucking things. And how dangerous they are. Like as opposed to you know last week with Batman v Superman, we just get a generic orc at the end of the movie. Like yeah, there's some creativity gone into this.
0: Well, I mean, like it's also like they 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 just set them up really well in in a in not a stupid fucking way. Like. At the start, you see them literally eat people. The very start of the film, they they run in like huge swarms as well. So not only are they like pretty intimidating by themselves, but they're fucking. There's millions of them scuttling around. The sound they make, like they're fucking relentless. And they're all slacky
1: and shit. (laughs) Like every part of them could pierce you.
0: (laughs) They're just fucking great. Like these these bug things are awesome. Like
1: and the effects surprisingly hold up. Like. They're they do, quite yeah. Quite good. Like like I said, I even as a kid I remember this being like a pretty cheesy B-grade movie. So I thought coming in that I was just going to see some rubbish effects. And some of the effects in this are better than half of the fucking Marvel movies that we see.
0: They are they are really good. Um they really do hold up and it's really great to see what good CGI looks like because
1: it can and, be like, done.
0: It can be done. Like <laughs> I think one of the arguments I always hear is that don't use CGI because it looks, it, da- it ages quickly and you're right. If you do a shit job.
1: You believe that these CGI creations are actually in the world they're with fucking
0: them. legit, man. Like they're, they're, they're close to, they're not as good, but they're close to like xenomorphs. Like they're just fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. You believe them. Xenomorphs are the fucking scariest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. And these are, these are pretty close to it as well. Like they're really, really intimidating. And that's great. Even... Did you like the other character uh, characters? There's the ginger or blonde dude that likes the violin in this uh, film? Oh, yeah. Like, I
1: don't... I like him just because he's a bit of fun, but, like, he's pretty yeah. nothing.
0: Yeah, he is. He's not really much in it, but he's not meant to be.
1: I always remembered him, though. He's stuck in my head since I was a kid. Like, he's this... I think it's just his face. He's got this very memorable face. Goofy and face, And especially the yeah. knife scene, obviously, where he gets his hand yeah. um, pinned in the training. I like him... Uh, I kind of wish we got a little bit more of that mum. i feel like she there was something about the fact that she was in there to be a mum that really struck a chord with me watching this i wanted to know more about that and how that goes about and like like all the basic human rights just for serving like i i wish we got a little bit more into her because she seemed to have the most sort of drive uh at least in, in terms of lifestyle like the other guys were just like, oh, fucking military. Yeah. Like, she had a little bit to her. So, the one thing I do like is with these guys, even if we don't get to delve into them, is just the camaraderie in the actual squad. Like, yeah, when and the
0: bros, they're all bros.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, and when Rico's talking to Carmen on the phone or whatever, they're all like coming up and, you know, oh, I miss you. And I kiss... like, kissing him on the face and doing all this shit. It's just like that. Seems like a fun fucking place to be, you know, working. Like, I'd love to work with a bunch of people like that. They seem like a good bunch of guys.
0: Yeah, I really liked it. I, I think one of the things that I really stuck with me was that his... That mate, the the, the violin mate, is the only one that lives at the end. Mm. That's his only yeah, friend. Yeah, true, yeah.
1: I feel like he was supposed to be something bigger because he's, he's really part of the, the trio, isn't he? Like, it's him yeah. and... And then there's that other guy that like the four that get the tattoos
0: yeah like, well he the, dies at the stage he just gets fucked up
1: yeah like those those two so obviously there's dizzy which we we get a lot of her yeah. but then the other two guys are there but
0: like there's they're not
1: really anything yeah
0: i liked it i really i don't know it was just fun Those. it's a fun group i agree it just is a really they had really great chemistry on screen i think was mm, like yeah
1: i like to be honest I don't know if I needed to get any deeper into it. Maybe, maybe the guy who lived in the end. But like, it would have just been nice to see what he is and how he is and what he is. But like, I don't really care because all I care is that I know that these guys are mates.
0: Yeah, I, I, I didn't need anything else. Like, I would have been cool, but I didn't need it. I was very, I, it was very believable. Like, mm. going into it, I, I, I just really enjoy that aspect. The, the chemistry on screen between those guys is awesome. The only person that. I don't like his fucking Carmen because she's a bitch. (laughs) She's a fucking bitch. whole me through the fucking film, honestly. Other than that, I'm pretty satisfied. Look, I'm done. Do you want to say anything else?
1: Did you know that Mark Wahlberg was approached for Johnny Rico? (laughs) Really? And he didn't do it. (laughs) What? That would have been awesome. (laughs) Actually, that's one thing I do want to say about Casper Van Neem, or however you say his name. He has... Van Deen, sorry, Casper Van Deen. He has like the ultimate hero look. How did he not become a bigger thing? Because he's not a bad actor. He's pretty good.
0: I don't know. He probably like said some anti-Semitic comment or something. <laughs> made a bunch of Jew jokes pissed off Hollywood. Let's be I, real here. Like, I feel
1: like he just became like a B-grade king. He was kind of a bit of a Bruce Campbell. I've seen him in, yeah. in some other B-grade stuff. I couldn't tell you what they I'm, are, but I, I watch I'm a lot I'm of B-grade IMDb shit him
0: right now. We'll find out. He's forty-seven years old, by the way, at the moment. It's fucking nuts. shit
1: so what, he, what this is nearly 20 years old so
0: it's 20 mm. years old oh my god this film's almost 20 years old
1: yeah that's he was crazy. like nearly 27 in- playing a high school student
0: <laughs> yeah he was in uh rat apocalypse sharktopus versus whale wolf fire twister June, sharktopus
1: versus whale wolf, that's where i've seen him
0: <laughs> avengers grim he was in sleeping beauty mortal combat legacy which was a YouTube thing. Yeah. Uh, Wow, he's not... He hasn't been in much. He just hasn't...
1: Like, I just don't understand it because, like, especially around that 90s time, he's, like, what you want as a leading man back then. He was in Starship... Not so much now.
0: He was in Starship Troopers 3. Okay. As Starship Troopers the video game.
1: (laughs) I heard Uh, about that. I want to play that shit.
0: (laughs) uh, Me too. Looks, I would want to fucking... If I got to play that mission where they're all, like... In that, that po- outpost. Held defending. the hell down, yeah. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. That's always been in.
1: Well, I think I know where you're going to go with this, <laughs> this strangely positive review from Conor McDuff, but please yeah. give us your final thoughts.
0: Fucking shit. One out of five. <laughs> no. No, it was fucking sick, man. This movie's fucking goes off. It's so cool. The themes are awesome. You get so much out of it. It's such a great film. It's the perfect length. Like, it's, I've never, it never feels excessive when I watch it. But I had, I have a great time, and it's one of those films I can watch again and again and just enjoy over and over. And I give it a four out of five.
1: I think that it is cheesy as fuck. I think it's supposed to be. Some of the acting in it is pretty cardboard uh very just one-dimensional sort of stuff uh and it's it's a bit it's not really cringeworthy though I, I I do like like I said with the romance stuff it's kind of it feels a little bit forced with the way that they're all over, it's just a little bit overacted I think I like that it's a satire but I don't really care because that sort of stuff doesn't really mean anything to me I can appreciate it for what it's doing I don't think that it did it as much as I think it's supposed to Uh, I definitely don't think it did it nearly as much as what Robocop did but it's it's a good Verhoeven film and the thing that I remember the most is what I remember as an 11 year old like I said that gore that action those titties it's all there and it's a fuckload of fun and that's all I care about but I didn't realize this movie was so long it's like two hours long it's
0: about it's 129 minutes so it's two hours and nine minutes long
1: yeah which is which is strange because I just uh, like again because I assumed it was a B grade film I thought it would be the, the classic 90 minute thing it doesn't really drag on though because in that last hour it's just mostly battles which is fucking sick so I give it a 3.5 out fucking of 5 brill.
0: fucking brill is what that is <laughs> Fucking Brill. Brill. Fucking movie. What are we reviewing next week, Fish? Well, we have one more
1: week before we need to get on to our Captain America duties, but next week, The Jungle Book comes out. Oh. Yeah, let's do it. I was thinking maybe we'd have a look at that. Directed by um, the guy did Iron Man. What's his name? John Favreau. John Favreau, which I just watched Chef again the other day, which if you haven't seen, is a fucking fantastic film.
0: I've never seen Chef.
1: He directed and acted in it. I think it's him sort of getting away from, you know, his Iron Man and Cowboys vs. Aliens and all that sort of thing. But this feels like it would be a really good fit for him, a live-action jungle book. I'm really interested to see where it's going with it. I haven't really seen much about it, though. Have you?
0: I've seen a couple of trailers. Pretty cool. Christopher Walken is, um, is the orangutan, which excites me. Oh, Christopher and Walken? Boy. That's awesome. So I'm pretty keen to see it. I don't know what my obsession with that guy is, but he's just a fucking legend. Oh, he's man. the man.
1: He's just 100% the man. Like, I watched Joe Dirt 2 the other day, and he's in it, and it makes that movie good.
0: <laughs> he's the fucking boss. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, we'll do Jungle Book, and then the week after that, we're going to get into Captain America, the first Avenger, to kick off our Captain America... Then number... Sorry?
0: the number two after that yeah hey? number
1: two winter soldier kicking off that retrospective another one uh, and end up on civil war at the end of the month so some more big films to look forward to some big conversations but hey thank you for listening to this one it's been a lot of fun just stepping away from hype for a bit just talking about something that i like obviously we both really enjoy i've grown up loving this movie you've grown up loving this movie and it's kind of nice just to have a a fairly positive review. I'm still very, very, uh, confused at your positivity. I don't, I don't know how to feel about it. I, I feel it's, like somebody's kidnapped you and
0: <laughs> oh, I was telling fish before that basically I've, I've become this like negativity monster where like everything I fucking do that is like something good is a fucking surprise, which is not good. Like <laughs> I, I never attend university lectures like ever because I can't be fucked. I go to university in Brisbane. I live on the coast. And I went into the lecture today only because I had a meeting afterwards in Brisbane. So I didn't actually go to lecture for the sake of it. But I went to the lecture and said, like answered a question in lecture and two people separately came up to me. They're like, dude, I was like, so like, I heard your voice in lecture and I had to like do a double take and turn around to see if it was you. I'm like, what, why? Like, cause you never fucking come to lectures. like." Why are people surprised when I do good things? This is not good. <laughs> Fucking hell. I need to like reevaluate myself. This is alarming. So oh maybe that God. has a bit
1: of it. Maybe you're trying to change. You're turning over the leaf, bringing well, like, the positive side of things. I like.
0: To... My stepdad comes into my room. And then it comes into my room the other day when I come home. He's like, dude, like this morning you made your bed really. Like, your room was just like so clean. I don't understand. What? Well, <laughs> Why is this something you have to fucking point out? It's just a fucking room. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. I'm not a messy person, by the way. I'm not an awful human. I can... I'm, I'm alright. I'm just...
1: You're alright. You're I okay. Just
0: fucking hate movies, man. Why am I... <laughs> why am I doing a film degree? Why am I watching films at all? I should just <laughs> stick to books. I don't even... I don't even fucking read. God damn.
1: But you like this movie, so there's that.
0: The one movie of the, my life. If that's it
1: <laughs> you've given some fives you've given a, actually you've given a lot of positive I've given,
0: things I've done I've, I'm pretty positive I think I'm just nasty all the time like yeah, when I'm nasty yeah, that's it. when I'm nasty I'm really nasty I think there's a difference
1: yeah well that's that Starship Troopers thank you Reese Cobbledick for the uh, the request and he did what any of you can do and just post that shit on our Facebook anytime that we get a gap we need things to fill in We'll review something that you want to you want to listen to. So please get on board with that. Keep commenting on our shit. Keep giving us shit if that's how you want to go. You can piss off Connor all you want and, and break this positivity cycle that yeah, he's got going I'll just,
0: on. I'll just fucking laugh at you and call you a cunt so don't stress too much.
1: <laughs> but yeah, thanks, guys. Um, Please share our shit. Go around, listen to all our other podcasts. You know the drill. We'll see you next time.
0: Play the music, Fish.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film Starship Troopers, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track, They Will Win, is performed by Basil Polidorus.